Hey, it's Heidi Dawson, and this is Wednesday Wisdom, where I interview wildly successful people from across the world, where we get an inside view into what their daily life looks like. Success leaves clues, and on Wednesdays, we're finding them. Join me now for the latest wildly successful interview. Hi guys, welcome to episode 112 of the Wildly Successful Lifestyle Podcast. So my next guest is a little Joanna Gaines and a little Cardi B mixed in there. I love that. (laughs) Her love and her passion for food comes out in her beautiful website and her really yummy looking pictures, but also she has a blog, uh, a food blog, which is really, really good. But we're talking today about her journey to sobriety. She chose uh, a really crazy year, which is the year of COVID, to um, start her journey. And we talk about that and some of the things that come with it and how she identified that she had a problem and then also how awesome her life has been since she stopped drinking. So let me introduce introduce you to Ashley. Hi, Ashley. It is so nice to meet you. Hey, Heidi. It is so nice to meet you as well. And thank you so much for having me. You are very welcome. I'm, I love, love, love Kirby, who is why we know you. My little sister and Kirby are really good friends. And uh, Molly actually sent me your video um, talking about your sobriety and all of that. Oh, and awesome. I loved it so much. She was like, I think you should interview Ashley for your podcast because I, you know, it's all about like pe- people who have either done extraordinary things or are wildly successful in, in some area of their life. And so I, I looked at your website and I have to say it's beautiful. In fact, it, it actually did make me hungry. The pictures are so good. Mission accomplished. Uh, yes. Okay, <laughs> good. All right. So, um, but we are going to focus a lot, um, talk a lot about your journey to sobriety. Um, okay. And I think I'm so impressed you picked a tough year to do it with COVID. <laughs> I think yeah. more people are drinking more and you stopped drinking altogether. So I'm really, really interested to talk to you. I've got so many questions about that. So um, <laughs> I know you probably yeah. get a lot of that online because you talked pretty openly about it, right? Yes, I do. Um, I've been sober. I celebrated one year sober February 9th. And it's something that I've been very open about. Although I am a food blogger, it's something that I've kind of weaved into not only my website, but also my Instagram. And I am very open because I wish that, you know, when I was trying to discover whether or not I had a drinking problem, it's just, you know, you you, you feed off of other people's failures and successes. And the fact that some people were willing to share, you know, what they were going through and, and, and that they had a problem and how to overcome it and, and face it, it really, really helped me. So I feel like I owe that to people, you know, to share my story and to share what the successes as well as the, you know, the struggles. So that's why I'm so open about it. Well, I'm so, so glad that you are because it's something that I like to talk about because it, I, I, a lot of people... I think over COVID, especially, they started drinking more. And so many people are kind of wondering, like, do I have a drinking problem? You know, I mean, mm-hmm. that's a question. I think we, if you drink and you, you know, if you drink it uh, more than I think once a week or something, I don't even know what the, I hate to even put a number on it. Right. So yeah. how did you come to realize that there, there was a problem for you? So Heidi, I've known that I had a problem for a long time. 
it's something that I've struggled with for years. I started drinking as a teenager when I was 17 years old and not just, you know, here and there. Like I, I went all in. I was a heavy drinker from the time I was a teenager. And it's always been something I've dealt with. My mom, um, she passed away 10 years ago because of complications resulting from addiction. And it's just something that's always been in my family, something I've always been around. And you would think that I wouldn't go down that same road, you know, being that I saw where it could lead you, but mm -hmm. I did the exact same thing. And it's always something I've known I've had a problem with. I was just, I was petrified. I didn't want to admit it. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. I, I wanted to feel like, I can, I can handle this. I will not be like my mom or, you know, the rest of the people in my family, I can control it. Right. And it's what I kept telling myself and telling myself, trying to trick myself, but that couldn't have been farther from the truth. So it's, it's something I knew I had a problem with for years. And I finally got the courage to admit that it was a serious problem and do something about it last year so okay so did you was there a defining moment was there something that where you're like oh my gosh okay the, I, this is it yeah so the thing is like and I found out a lot of people share the same story you you think that well a lot of people think when they think of alcoholics and they think of somebody hitting rock bottom you think okay this person you know crashed their car almost killed someone they lost their job they went to work drunk you know you think of something like something like that yeah, that was right. just yeah just just outrageous and it caused them to say okay i have to stop or you know i'm going to die or something like that i wouldn't say that i had like one huge thing that happened that made me say okay i've got to stop i felt like i hit rock bottom so many times over the years and it was just a culmination of of me getting tired of my own crap, you know, yeah. tired of treating the people in my life who love me like trash, tired of treating myself like trash, yeah. tired of starting fights with my loved ones, you know, waking up with bruises, blacking out three and four times a week. It's just getting tired of doing that to yourself. Right. And there was the night that I stopped drinking. It was one night my husband and I had gone out to a bar and we were with a lot of his coworkers and I acted a complete fool. I don't remember, you know, hardly any of it, but right. I mean, right. I picked fights with him in front of his coworkers. I started something with one of his coworkers and it was just, it was just a huge embarrassment to him, a huge embarrassment to myself. And it had gotten to the point to where I did this every single time I went out. Okay. And my husband couldn't even, he was afraid to take me anywhere because he knew that I would, we called it blow up the spot. Like every time he took me somewhere, yeah. I blew up the spot and it was just, it was a shame. Okay. And so we got home that night and I was crying and hysterical, you know, just, just a drunk mess. And he told me, he looked me in my eyes and he said, you know, Ashley, I don't want you to drink anymore. This has to stop. And he's never said those words to me because he's so kind and gentle and supportive. And, you know, he was an, an enabler for me. And for him to look at me and tell me that it was like, I've got to stop or I'm going to lose my husband type thing. So right, right. that, that okay. was it. Yeah. Okay. All right. So then um, you've, so you've been sober since February 9th of last year and so how, okay, during that year, I mean, were there times where you were like, oh my gosh, I want to drink, but you, you overcame that? There were times like that in the beginning, um, just because it was, 
it was how I coped. It was what I was used to doing. Like I literally didn't do anything without having alcohol in my system. I didn't go for lunch with a friend or with a family okay. member. I couldn't even have a long conversation on the phone with somebody without drinking. You know, it was, I, I, I couldn't do anything without drinking before. So I felt like that was that's what I hid behind. That's who I was. I was afraid of who I would be without the alcohol. I was like, I'm going to be boring. Nobody's going to want to hang around me, you know? And, and I just, I just thought that life would just be over. Right. And so whenever I found myself doing things where I would normally drink, you know, which was pretty much everything <laughs> in right. the beginning, it's like, I felt like, man, you know, if I just had a glass of wine, you know, I'd feel better. I'd be more relaxed, things like that. But I started to think about what that one glass of wine led to every single time, okay. how it led to me, you know, starting fights with my husband, calling him all types of names, and then waking up the next day with regret and shame. I thought about that every time I wanted a drink. And I knew that that drink was not worth everything that would come after. Okay. So, so, is, yeah. so that's, so that like your thoughts about the, the actual drinking and what it would um, do to you is what kept you from having that drink then. So, so that's important for everyone to think about. Like if you, you know, and it could be that there are people listening that drink a little bit and think, you know, they'll, and it's affecting the way they feel the next day. Mm -hmm. I mean, so it doesn't have to be where you're to the point to where you're drinking during the day or whatever. It could be that right. you, you know, you might think about it where you drink at night, every night, and it's affecting the way you feel the next day, you know, so right. that's, yeah. that could be, I mean, it could be a range of, of different, um, varying levels of alcoholism. So, um, okay. So, so your thoughts then, I like that idea. So you kind of replaced, did you replace it with something like instead of drinking so I, something else? Yeah, I know what you mean. Um, like, I never really drank for the taste. Like, I would say, like, you know, oh, I love the way red wine tastes or whatever. Like, I would say that, but I really didn't. You know, I drank because I wanted to get tipsy. I wanted to get, yeah, I wanted that feeling. Yeah. So I didn't really have to replace it in that aspect. But whenever you do have like an addiction or you're obsessed with something, you do replace that with something else. And mine has been, you know, thankfully something good. I replaced it with working out. So now oh like, I exercise, yeah, okay. I exercise and work out like a fiend. So <laughs> yeah, so, okay, that's huge. Yeah, that's huge. Because I know I've read where people that, um, were would smoke cigarettes and they would instinctively they would put their want to put their hand to their mouth and mm -hmm. if they would replace it with like a cinnamon keeping cinnamon toothpicks and they would put that in their mouth or something like a straw or something it it really helped them kick the habit of where it was just because sometimes it's just all about the habit yeah. you know I know and, and here you said something too is that you felt like, oh, the thoughts of I'm going to be boring or, you know, people aren't going to want to hang out with me. Did you have to change your friendship groups or how did that happen? Because I know sometimes that can be kind of difficult. Yes. So because of, you know, COVID and everything this past year, there haven't been a lot of hasn't been a lot of going out and stuff like that anyway. So in all honesty, it's made it probably a little easier wow I had not considered yeah. that 
Okay. Yeah. But I have seen friendships change. Yeah. Um, you know, I've supposed to meet up with I mean friends that I used to drink with you know that's what our relationship revolved around and now that that piece has been removed from me you know in there I don't know what they're thinking but I'm guessing that you know whenever they blow me off or you know say oh you know something came up I can't hang out or I can't meet you for coffee or or whatever you know something safe of course I just think that well maybe they don't want to, you know, they don't want to be around me because they will want to drink and then they don't want to, they don't want me to feel a certain way. And it's just, it's, it's just been weird, you know, with some yeah. friendships, but I expected that. So you just sure. kind of roll with the punches. Yeah. Well, you're probably making, I would, I would venture to say you're making new friends like at the gym, you know, so if you're a workout fiend, all of a sudden you probably just veer towards that anyway people who have that same um same desire to work out rather than the desire to to drink you now are hanging out with people that have that same tendency well the tricky part is my uh gym is at my home so oh my i don't know any people okay. <laughs> anybody my much. only workout partner is my husband um so <laughs> you know what no that's true the gyms have been closed to you this is very good this, this i'm so impressed with that because I do not love to work out by myself at the house. So you, do you have like a really awesome gym? That, that I don't have a really awesome gym. <laughs> I have, uh, I've got like a set, I've got a little bit of equipment. I've got a set of uh, dumbbells. I got like from up to 45 pounds down to five pounds, like, you know, each increment in between. So I work out with those. I've got like resistance bands, um, a little ab roller and, and stuff like that. Just basic stuff. But okay. you know, it, it works for me and I've gotten in the best shape of my life. Like I'm in better shape now than I've ever been in my entire life. And I haven't even been to the gym. So, okay. Okay. So what, <laughs> these are, these are benefits. So what are the benefits that you've seen from, from, from just completely stopping drinking? Like what, I know there's gotta be like just a, a thousand of them. Yeah. I was going to say, how much time do you have? Well, like, <laughs> we could sit and probably talk about, but I want to hear about it because you know, yeah. I, I want to hear, I know that it's good. Yes. Um, it's the benefits are, I can't even tell you the mental benefits. I'll start with those. Okay. Um, gosh, I, I just, I am so much more calm now, uh, drinking, especially like excessive drinking, it gives you so much anxiety and people think that, oh, I need a glass of wine because to calm my anxiety, but really that's what's causing it. I'm, I'm, I'm so much more calm. I'm so much more, I have so much more clarity. Um, I, I just, I can think better. I can sit alone with myself, you know, and, and I've picked up meditating and, and all types of things. So the clarity that I've gained mentally is, it's astonishing. Like I never even knew that your mind could function in this way. I never knew. And Aside from that, the physical, the physical changes have been freaking crazy. Like I had the worst insomnia forever. And I had no idea that drinking was causing my insomnia. Like I, I literally could not, it took me like an hour or two to fall asleep every single night unless I drank until I blacked out or passed mm -hmm. out. And now I fall asleep within 10 minutes and I sleep throughout the night. It's like the best feeling ever. Wow. Um, uh, gosh, what else? I just, I generally just, my skin's better. I was gonna say your um, skin, I'm seeing yeah. your 
people can't see you, uh, but they can hear you. <laughs> I can see your skin is glowing. I mean, like you glow and that has got to be um, a benefit also probably from working out in a healthy lifestyle, but also, I mean, I don't think people that drink a lot have that even a little I think a no little. my skin was horrible when I drank like from just looking dry and just parched That's it. and just yes, breakouts and yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. it dry. was horrible and I just I, I mean I just generally just feel better like in in every aspect I'm not as tired I have so much more energy like you won't believe the energy I have now compared to when I drank yeah. Like, um, you know, I'm always doing something, working on my blog, working on my brand, working out like I'm, I'm you can't sit me down, you know, until Love bedtime, it. like, yeah, so much more energy. Um, so good. And yeah. okay, so then I want to I want to cover something else real for a minute, because so many people are so fearful of giving that up like they think and, and I put myself in there with it. And, you know, is that I'm such a lightweight, though, like two glasses of wine and I'm just a little tipsy. So, (laughs) so I, I, but you know, it's like when people say to you, what would you say to somebody that says, okay, you can't have fun. You just can't have fun if you go out and you're not drinking. You you are speaking to someone who thought that exact same thing. Like I swear to God for as long as I drank the 17 years that I was a drinker, that's exactly what I thought. I used to look at sober people like they were freaking aliens. Right. Like I'm like, well, who is this? I do not sober, even like you all. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, get out of here! Like, what? Yeah. You're such a bore. Like, you did you not come to have fun? Like, why are you not drinking? That's exactly yeah. what I thought. Oh, but no, really, those thoughts were a cover for the insecurity that I had. I secretly admired those people and I wondered how they did it. Like, how can you be so comfortable in your own skin and in your own mind to be able to have like an amazing time and without drinking, like how? Right. And I think it's just that, now I can't speak to people who have never drank. You know, I can't speak to that. Those that's something totally different, but to people who have gotten sober and who have found that you actually enjoy yourself like a hundred times more because you're not blacking out. You know, you can remember the conversations you had. You're actually making real connections with people and you're not just connecting over the fact that you're drunk and emotional or whatever, you know, and, and right. oh, this is my drunk best friend. And then you're, you never speak to him again, that type of thing. You make real connections because you know, yeah. you, you have, you're having a real conversation based on feelings that you're really feeling. It's not the alcohol making you say certain things or, or behave a certain way. So it's, I have so much more fun now. I can take it all in now. Yeah. Like anything that I do, it's, it's like a total like experience. It's not just, I can't tell you like how many vacations I had and things where I just, you know, got drunk every day. And I want to do all those things over again with the clarity that I have now. I just think that it would be such, it would be a much, much, much better experience because you're present, you know, you're actually taking it in. So it's just, I have so much more, more fun now. And then guess what? If you don't want to stay up to two or three in the morning, because, you know, that's what you do, what you normally used to do when you drink, 
just go to bed. I mean, I may go to bed early, you know, 12 <laughs> o'clock. I'm like, all right, guys, y'all stay up and, and knock yourselves out, but I'm going to bed. You know, yeah. and you wake up the next day feeling fresh as a daisy. Yeah. See that, that, that's exactly, I love to go to bed early and I mm. think that's, that's true. I mean, when, when I, if I go to bed early, it's usually, you know, I don't know. So everybody else maybe is they, cause they like to stay up late. Now my husband is a late night guy, but he has different hours. So he'll stay up late, but he can also go to bed early, which is really yeah. good. I'm, I'm an early to bed girl. So I agree with you. I like to get up early and I like to feel yes. good. And the days when I haven't had a drink, you know, I definitely feel better you know, then the next day. And I notice my eyes are clearer. You know, if I'll go, yes. um, I don't, yeah. If you, if you just basically, if I really think about it, the days when I feel the best are the when I haven't drank for a while, you know? Yes. So, so yes. I, I hear you on that. Okay, good. Well, that's, whew, it's a lot, but I, I have heard another podcast. Um, I don't know if you ever listened to Brooke Castillo of her podcast. I have not. Okay. She's really good. She's actually the life coach school and she has a podcast. It's so good. And she used to be uh, just like you. I mean, she would drink to the point of blacking out and she hasn't mm -hmm. drank for years. And she oh, just, wow. she's just like, I cannot explain to you how much better I feel. And she, she doesn't even want to drink. Like she doesn't yeah. want to drink. How about you? I don't at all. Yeah. I told, it was not, not too long ago, maybe like a week or so ago. I told my husband, I said, you can lock me in a freaking closet with the best wine in the world. And I wouldn't want to take a sip. And yeah. that was my thing. Like red wine was my thing. Like you can, I would go through a box, you know, a box is one of those big, like bottle yeah. boxes and it has four bottles of wine in it. Like oh, I could go through that in two nights. easy. I would be dead. They would have, they would actually. <laughs> yeah. So how does your husband feel about all of this? He, he just, he has told me so many times, like this past year has been the best year of our marriage. We'll be You're going to make me cry. Years. I don't think I've ever had to cry on an episode. I'm, I'm so serious. I mean, we, whenever we talk about it, both of us are like moved to tears, you know, because it's something that we never thought I would be able to do. And, and it's just, it's been the best year of our marriage. He is so supportive. He has he buys me like, you know, if he goes to the store, he'll buy me like little sparkling waters and like, you know, whatever non-alcoholic stuff he finds. And he's just, he is literally the best partner I could have asked for in going through something like this. He's just been there for me, like every step of the way. And he's so freaking supportive and just amazing. And he tells me like, this has been the biggest blessing for our marriage and for everything for, for my you know, my blog, just, just for everything, absolutely. everything is flourishing now. Yeah, absolutely. So did your husband drink? Just out of he does. He still does. Um, okay. but he's like, he, I mean, maybe like once a month, you know, he'll yeah. have okay. like one little drink. He's not a big drinker at all. So I was just curious. Yeah. I was just curious about mm -hmm. that. It, you know, because you, you talk about how supportive he is and the, the idea that he brings sparkling water, you know, that's something that is, is nice. Like I had a friend that when he, he'll, he periodically will stop, stop drinking. And when we go to a restaurant or something, he'll order a, um, like a tonic water or sparkling water with lime. Yeah. It, it kind of replaces that, you know, so I don't, yeah, it's, especially like, you know, if you're out with people or something like that and they're drinking, or if, you know, you have uh, friends over or family over and they're drinking, then of course, you know, 
I don't, I don't think like I need it, but just to feel like, you know, I'm part of, you know, whatever's yeah, going sure. on around me, I'll have like, I'll pour me like a little glass with some sparkling water and a little lime or something, you know, and yes. it's just, just to have it in your hand. Yeah. I love it. I love it. <laughs> Again, it, I mean, it does. It feels, well, we are social animals. I say that all the right. time. Right. Yeah. And so it's not that you need to feel like you fit in to, to do that, but mm -hmm you know, it's, it makes everybody festive. I, I don't think there's anything wrong with that at all. I like it. I think it's helpful to have it, to have where you replace it with something. I think there's yes. something to that. Mm -hmm. So, whereas like you said with working out. Okay. So I, if there's any other, any other questions that come up, I'm trying to think, I think I've, we've talked about a lot of that. And I'm, I just want to tell you that I'm very, very impressed and I think you'll be inspiring to a lot of people and your story and your video online was very inspiring. So thank, thank you, so you for sharing it because that's brave. Not everybody wants to do that. So, <laughs> yes, it, I mean, it can be a little, you know, scary being so open, but yeah. I just, I just want to help, you know, if I can help one person, I've done. And you certainly, good. you certainly are because it's when you see someone accomplish something, it's just like the, um, when they, the runner that did the four minute mile, everybody said it couldn't be done. It couldn't be done. Mm -hmm. And he, yeah. the first, the first one to break the four minute mile, like after that, everybody started breaking the four minute mile. Yeah. That's, and that's the whole reason is because somebody showed that it could be done and you're, you're doing it even though it's been COVID and so many people are like, I just have to drink to, to get through it. You actually just did it because you started before actually COVID lockdowns came in. So, mm -hmm. so like that, that, that month before yeah. and when, when the lockdown started, I was like, oh, I picked a heck of a time to stop drinking, didn't I? <laughs> when you said February 9th, I was like, oh man, that was even before the lockdown. So you, yeah. you did this throughout the lockdowns. Okay. I'm so proud of you. I just, I can't even thank you so that. much. You're very welcome. You don't need that from me, but goodness, I, I am, I just am blown away. Um, okay. I want to talk about your fabulous website. I mean, it's gorgeous. And you're you. so beautiful on the website and it's seriously really good. The photography is beautiful and everything looks delicious. Thank so you. how did you get started? Like, tell me about Pink Owl Kitchen. Talk to me a little bit about that. Sure. So I started Pink Owl Kitchen about a year and a half ago, um, but I just really got serious with it like a little less than a year ago. Okay. And I actually just redesigned like the entire website myself. So that was fun. Oh, wow. um, <laughs> what, how, what, what are you using? Yeah, I'm not, are you I use, it's a platform called, I use WordPress, Okay, WordPress. Um, but a, a platform called Divi, I don't know if you heard of it to redesign it. It's like a, yeah, mm -hmm, but what? I had to learn tell, a lot. So tell it. Divi? Uh, D-I-V-V-Y. Okay, because I always like to, um, you know, if, if somebody wants to to say, oh, I want to do that, you know, if that help is helpful for you, then um, I, I'll put that in the show notes. So Divi, that helps you to cool. design it. Yes, to okay. design it. Um, right, it's, it's, it's a lot easier than doing it for, from scratch. Like they give you like kind of like an outline and stuff. So it wasn't, it wasn't that hard, but it did take some time. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I started the blog a year and a half ago and this the past year ironically enough when I stopped drinking is like when I really got yeah. <laughs> yeah and um my my husband actually was kind of like the driving force behind it because 
uh, working, like, you know, desk jobs, office jobs, things like that, which I still do. Actually, I still have a full-time job, which my goal is to leave that job and the blog full-time this year. So I'm working towards that. But um, I always was unhappy. You know, I felt like I wasn't fulfilled and like I was just going through the motions. It didn't matter, you know, if I switch companies, like six months within the job, I'm like, okay, that same feeling is back. Like that feeling of emptiness, like something's missing. And yeah, yeah. And it was because I was not doing something that I liked to do, something that I was passionate about. And when I, my husband, he spoke to me, he was like, hey, you know, I know you're not happy at this job. And it just seems to, you know, no matter what company you work for, like, six months in, you get that same feeling. So we've got to figure out a way for you to do something that makes you feel full, you know, that makes you feel like you're doing something that you actually love to do that you're passionate about. And he was like, babe, you're an amazing cook. You cook for the whole family. You've been doing it since I've known you. Like everyone tells you how great your food is. Why don't you do something with that? And I was like, hmm, you know, my wheels started turning a little bit and I was like, okay, well maybe I'll do like catering or something like that. I tried that. I did one job and I was like, nope, that is not for me. That Girl, isn't it. It was, yeah, it was so much work. And I was like, oh God, I can't do this. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, and then I was like, okay, well, you know, maybe I'll, I'll start a blog. So I started the blog and I started, you know, taking pictures of my food and putting it on there and just kind of like for fun. It wasn't nice. really a way for me to earn income or I didn't really have like any big plans for it. And I started doing that and then this the past year is when I started getting like you know a lot of people seeing me on Instagram and like I started getting like big uh, publications and stuff like that featuring my recipes and reposting my stuff and I was like okay you know well maybe this can actually like turn into something so I've been putting a a ton more effort into it like learning about food photography learning about recipe creation and writing about food and things like that so I've really 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 stepped my game up um, as far as those things I've invested a lot in myself taking courses and it's I love to do it like this is the one thing that I've done to where I feel like it's not work at all when I do it like I can literally do it for like you know on my feet creating recipes all day and then I go straight to the computer and I'm blogging about them and and uploading my photos and editing my photos and like I don't feel like I've done work like I may be doing this for like 12 hours straight but it's I love to do it I love yeah you know that is the key that is the key and I, I always say that I always you know, when I'm doing my podcast, I feel the same way. And I, cause I write a podcast that I do on Mondays. And so I always, I, I could sit for and do for 10 hours and write one episode, just rewrite it to make sure it's the best that it can be. And when you're doing yeah. something like that, that you're passionate about, it comes out and it happens the way it should. So evolve, it evolves. And I love that you do that because And most people have something, I think, most people have something that they're good at, that they're naturally good at. When they were a kid, they loved it. Or as they were growing up, like you, you know, you just, you had this passion for food and took it, took it to a place that, 
you know, now is fulfilling for you. And that is so beautiful. And it's exactly what wildly successful lifestyle means is, you know, you're happy, you're passionate, you're doing what you love and you don't feel like you're working. And on top of that, let's give kudos to your husband again, who sounds like a real, like, I mean, this guy. (laughs) He is, man. You, I hope, you know, you get to meet him one day. I would love to. He's amazing. Yeah, yeah, I I think a good my husband is also that way. That's why I'm like, oh my god, oh, that's like, great. Yes, yeah. I mean we have we have good husbands, which is um, whew, such a blessing, right? A huge blessing. Yeah. Huge blessing. Well, okay. So so do you take your own photographs on that website? Yes, I do. Wow, um, they're so yeah. good. You like if you go back and look when I first started, the photographs were freaking horrible they were trash <laughs> like I didn't know what right, I'm go doing. back and look and check it out I don't <laughs> believe that they were horrible but I'm gonna go check it out because they're real good the recent ones are real thank good. you thank <laughs> you so much yeah you I've just welcome. been playing around with it and trying to you know learn as much as I can okay all right mm-hmm. well it's working whatever you're doing it's working mm-hmm. so do you, you come up with the recipes yourself or Mm-hmm. you just create these re- okay oh my goodness see I don't yes. cook like I don't cook at all um I can make eggs. there's nothing wrong with that you know? no this, that's your passion <laughs> it doesn't have to be my passion I just come yeah of course then looking at your website I think I might I don't know how you're so fit because <laughs> that food looks see I, I do like healthy remakes of stuff like a lot of stuff at first glance you'll look at the photo and you'll be like gosh that's got to be like super rich or super fattening but I, I like to remix stuff and I, I will create a healthy version on you and you'll eat it and think you're eating the full fat okay. thing and not even know. <laughs> right. Well, I love that. I So, so then how do you, do you have like a process for posting your content? So, you know, cause you do post, do you have like, do you post every day? Tell me about that. Yeah. So to my blog, I do two to three new recipes a week. So that's, you know, from start wow. to finish creation, photographs and all that. Um, but I try to post daily on my Instagram. A lot of times I'm recircling stuff I've already published on my blog. Um, but as far as recipe creation process, like I'll think of something in my head and then I'll Google it. Like, you know, to see what other people have done. Like, does somebody else, has somebody else already created this exact recipe? And if there are a lot of people who have, then I try to tweak it a little bit to make it different. You Mm -hmm. don't want to uh, put out. get the recipe right and it's ready for the blog you know then that's when I go into the blog writing process editing the photos and all of that stuff so it's definitely a process like one one recipe is it it can be like a several day up to a week process wow that's Mm -hmm. awesome though I I see I just that's such a foreign world to me that you can just create something and it tastes good because I have trouble and I'm not like I'm, I'm smart okay I, I promise you I am but even I if I follow are. a recipe <laughs> it's it, you know what if I if you have to say that like really you should question it but um, <laughs> <laughs> but no I can follow a recipe and it still doesn't taste great so I'll leave the cooking to you <laughs> okay so that well, sounds good 
Okay, that's pretty awesome. Hopefully one day I can, I can, you know, once all this stuff is over, I can cook yeah. for you. Okay, <laughs> I would love that. You have to do the one of the healthy versions of it, though. Absolutely. I think. All right, so I saw that you have an ebook out to kind of, and it was kind of to celebrate your mm -hmm. one year, everything, right? Probably one yes. year being there, one year sobriety. So tell us about that and, and how can we find it, all that good stuff? Yes. So the ebook, I came out with it on February 9th of this year. It was my one year sober date. And it was kind of just like a, a celebration. It was a celebration of me actually, you know, doing it, getting sober, one year sober. And then it was just me doing, putting out something and, and something that I said I was going to do and actually putting it together and getting it out to the public. It was just like me proving to myself that I could do it. And the ebook is entitled Secret Ingredient Love, Charming Date Night and Family Dinner Night Recipes. And it features a dozen recipes. All are exclusive to the ebook. Some are geared toward date night, like stay at home date night. There are some uh, recipes that are portioned specifically for two. And then there are also some that are geared toward family dinner night. So you've got some full portion recipes that you can make for your family and have, you know, around the dinner table. And then I've also got a couple of bonuses in there, you know, tips for creating like the perfect at home date night. Because I know a lot of people are missing going out to the restaurants and having that ambiance and like that romantic atmosphere. And you can create that right in your own dining room. So I've got Absolutely. some tips in there for that. And all of the recipes feature like full size, high quality images so that you know exactly what your finished recipes should look like. And I'm very proud of it. You know, hopefully one day I will have a printed cookbook. That's a dream of mine, but you absolutely um, will. You yes, absolutely I, I'm speaking it into existence. That's right. It will happen one day. So <laughs> I will be happy to buy that book. I, I assure you. Thanks. Okay. So how do we find your ebook? Cause that sounds like something, I mean, I think I would give it to, as a gift even. I mean, that's, oh. Thank you. Yeah. So you can find it. It's it's literally like all over my website. Okay. If you go to pinkowlkitchen.com, there is a, a menu at the top and you'll see e-cookbook in that menu. It's also on the homepage. It's linked in every recipe page. And if also if you are on Instagram, you can go to my bio and the link that is in my bio, it will have a direct link to the ebook as well. And your Instagram, what is your Instagram, Ashley? It is at the T-H-E Pink Owl Kitchen. All right. Awesome. Well, I'm going to go check that out. Um, I follow you on Instagram already as it is. That's how I um, got to see all of your beautiful. And I did go check your website out. It is beautiful and it's very easy to use. Um, so so, that's, so much. that's wonderful. Congratulations on your one year of sobriety. Congratulations on your ebook. You have so much going and I'm excited you. for you. I love, love, love this interview and um, I can't wait. So what do you see? Just real quick before I let you go, where do you mm -hmm. see yourself in three to five years? I mean, it sounds to me like there's a cookbook in the future. What, what, yes. Where do you see yourself in three to five years? What do you, what's up next? So three to five years, I see myself definitely, you know, Pink Owl Kitchen will be my full-time thing. It's, it's, it will be my full-time career. And I see a cookbook deal within that time, a printed cookbook. I see uh, you could possibly see some type of cookware lines, uh, you know, 
pots, pans, knives, things like that. Maybe even see me on television. I would love to do that. Maybe yep. as a, you know, a TV personality, some sort of, of cooking show, hosting or, or something like that. I would love to do that. Um, you never my biggest, know what doors. You never know. And my biggest inspiration right now is uh, Joanna Gaines' new cooking show. Like, I love that show. So um, I would be ecstatic if I could do something like that within the next five years. And I just think sky's the limit. I'm open to all possibilities. I keep my, my mind and my spirit open. So whatever God has for me, that's what will be. That's right. That's absolutely right. You just follow every single door and they'll open continuously. So, well, this has been spectacular. I love this. I loved it so much. And I thank you for coming on and being I thank you thank you for having me I'm so well, glad you found me <laughs> I am too I am too and I look forward to everything that you have coming up <laughs> thank you so thank much Heidi this has really been a pleasure bye-bye <laughs> bye-bye don't forget to subscribe and share with your friends because we're just going to keep going bigger and better places together and I love that about us talk to you in a few days